This week, we answer more of life's tough questions, like, is it okay to get drunk with your horse? And, is it okay to get bling for your wife, even if you and her worship different gods? You are listening to the Fake Outrage Report. Hello, and welcome to the Fake Outrage Report, where we decide for every person in the quarantine world what your feelings should be. That's right. That's right. We are the Supreme Court of Fake Outrage, and we are packing the court with dope comics. I am Sandeep Sen, with me as always, from All Lives Matter country, for the last time, Phil Causey. Phil. (laughs) It might be the last time. I'm not sure. I'm still trying to figure out when I'm getting back to the city. But yes, I am still uh, up in Connecticut, um, which is much whiter and uh much more trump flags up this way although i will say because you always ask me every week what the number is i will yeah. say that the, the democrats have stepped it up over the last three weeks or so and it's finally almost even where as opposed to a month ago it was literally just trump flags so wait and in 2016 up. it was not even right yeah so uh okay, yeah so there's our litmus test here all right yeah so so well connecticut's a blue state anyway it doesn't actually matter even though i am in kind of like the what would be considered the redneck section of the state um, right you're in all lives matter country as we've as we've discussed yeah <laughs> yes yeah. as we have discussed and so sandeep are you you're now you're in new york still right yeah now is it still a quote-unquote block party vibe or is it kind of calmed down because the days are getting shorter and the weather's getting colder it's calmed down a little bit as the as the weather gets colder. Yeah, it is October 20th, by the way, is our recording date. This may not come out for a few weeks. Actually, this might not come out till after the election because we always have a few weeks lead time on this. Um, but yeah, we're not a political oh. show. We don't care about that. It is sad. Oh, so it's that- coming out. I, there are probably protests going on and, and okay. uh, raging in the streets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is the future cast for this fake news show that, that we do here. Uh, there, are, Yeah, there, there are things burning. Things are burning somewhere in the country. That's, let's put that. Uh, although, yeah, like I said, we don't do politics here. Let's take a minute to meet our guest. I'm actually really excited to have this person on the show. And if I fuck the pronunciation up, correct me. Uh, Nina Carafay. Did I say that right? No, but you were really close. So I give you props for that. Well, can I try it again? Um, Nina Carofa? Carufa. I guess the second one was a little closer. Yes. Not, okay. Carufa? Yes. Carufa. Okay. Nina Carufa, welcome to the show. Um, yes. Nina is a is somebody who I've met a couple years ago, and I'm like, this person's fucking cool as hell. And so it's good today that we we have a, a topic that we can definitely uh, uh, weave into her day to day life. But we always take a minute to meet our guest here. Now you're somebody who, uh, being that some of the world is starting to go back to normal, you're starting to uh, tour a little bit. Is that right? Yeah, my my gigs are starting to line up for the first time in eight months, so I'm very excited because <laughs> yeah. I've that's, that's a normal shit. story. Yeah, um, and I've. You know, I got booked to fly out to Chicago for um, an ad commercial, and it just so happened to be Godfrey was in Chicago that week at the Improv. I hit him up. I was like, I'm in town. He was, I can I do some spots. He was like, let's do it. So it was a very, very busy week in Chicago, but it felt good to be back for sure. I'm sure that Sandeep uh, is happy to hear that because uh, th- that's your motherland, mm-hmm. Chicago. That's and you right, also... The chai, the shy, the, the shy. Chai well, no, the chai is a is a coffee, right? That's, yeah, that's a, yeah, um, yeah. The shy. Now, you also um, have a book that came out a little while yeah. back. Okay, my and book is called "I'm a Princess Too." It's on Amazon, Kindle. It's at Target, Walmart, wherever you can buy books at. Um, oh wow, it was major release. 
yeah, it's been it's been cool. It's been out for for about a year, and I did a little mini press tour at, in the beginning, and it was received very well. So I'm very excited about that. And it's a book about anti bullying, and my character is a total badass. And I had to like when I first wrote it, she was kind of like really badass and kind of didn't give a fuck. And then my editor was like, "You can't write this kind of yeah. Stuff. You have to give <laughs> some fucks." There. Yeah. So. I had to edit the language a little bit, but it's it has a great message, and I think the public really received it well. So, I'm so it's it's an anti bullying book. Um, yeah, and it, it, the premise is is what your character in the book is is it based off of you or uh, based uh, off of like a fictionalized version of you? Yeah, definitely fictionalized version of me. I did drama club for eight years growing up, and um, you know, I was never really like bullied in high school or anything, but a lot of my peers were who live in like different areas. So I wrote a book about a woman, well, not a woman, a kid, but she um, auditioned to be the school lead in the play and she was bullied and she didn't really let it phase her. Uh, she really didn't care. She went home and she practiced really hard and she killed the audition and ended up getting the part. Um, spoilers, spoilers for those of you who are. Yeah, I mean, it's like 20 pages. You could like yeah. skim in, get the whole thing. <laughs> So when you say uh, your peers get bullied, do you specifically mean women or do you specifically mean brown women or what's your, uh, what's definitely the angle? Brown, definitely brown women. Um, I hear horror stories about um, minorities, not only just brown women, just like any type of marginalized minority, LGBT community, brown, black, Arab, just um, kids who look different than their peers in the class, especially like in red states and like the south and places that aren't very diverse i hear horror stories all the time so i just want to appeal to that demographic and um i also wanted to show to kids that you shouldn't really care about what others say and kind of just work hard at what you want to do and you will excel because a lot of books talk about how the bully ended up apologizing or how that doesn't happen in real life it really <laughs> doesn't. I'm 34 years old. I'm still waiting for some mind bullies to apologize. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this like notion that you, you went home and cried to your mom and then the, the bullies said they were sorry the next day and you guys became friends at the end. Like that never happens. It's a false, false narrative. So I want to teach kids to just not give a fuck. So I wrote a book about it. Uh, that you know, if there's any message for especially this era that we're in, um, I, I think you know, instead of the whole like you know, work hard and be a team or whatever other hack not garbage nonsense, I like that message just teach kids to not give a fuck. <laughs> it's just the way it is, like, uh, no, I'm into that, I, I really um, fucking like that. So, I wrote it in a very nice kind of way because I my first draft was rejected. <laughs> So, um, well, it's cool. Yeah. You went through all that to like, you know, find a publisher and do all this stuff. Cause you know, that's one of those things that I feel like a lot of us creative types we have on our like bucket list, but we never actually do it. You actually did it. And that's fucking awesome. You know, yeah, I'm a big you gotta fan. Execute your, your goals and get them done. Knock them out one by one. All right. Well, speaking of executing our goals, we're going to get into some outrage right now. And actually your, your whole overall situation of being bullied based on how you look um, or, you know, what your ethnicity or nationality, that actually segues really well into the story that we're, we're one of the two stories that we're going to do today uh, right here. Now, this, this first one comes to us from India, Sandeep, a place that you're familiar with. Yes. <laughs> yes. A, a place that listeners on the show are also familiar with because, uh, you know, we, we, we do mind certain countries that more than others. The UK, 
commonly people are mad about stuff. Australia once in a while, but India, India's been getting on the board in 2020 this year. And this story right. on this podcast, I'm the authority on all the Indian stories by nature of me being the only Indian uh, <laughs> between among us two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're yeah. the brown half of the show. Um, so there was some outrage in India over uh, a jewelry ad. And so this ad was for a company called, and I'm going to mess every pronunciation up as I do every week on this show. This is uh, why I, I feel like presented the story. I could do it or you could do it. And uh, I always like having Phil do the Indian stories because then we get to hear his pronunciation. Okay. So okay, the name of the stuff. company is Tanishk, which is spelled T-A-N-I-S-H-Q. I assume nice. that's the pronunciation. Or maybe it's Tanishk. I don't know. Tanishk. Uh, and so they put out a new line called Ekadavam, <laughs> I think, <laughs> spelled E-K-A-T-V-A-M, uh, which translates to oneness, which is cool for a jewelry line. And in the ad, it, pre- it depicts a Muslim man who's married to a Hindu woman. And they... Ooh, ooh, oh, no, you didn't. Which, I, yeah, I guess that was the reaction, uh, except the, the, the not funny 90s version, the 2020 nationalist <laughs> version is, is, was the reaction to this uh ad because a bunch of uh hindu nationalists which by the way that term the term hindu nationalist <laughs> is just hilarious to people in america because we when we think nationalists we always think like some redneck in a fucking pickup truck somewhere you know who has like a you know a confederate flag and wants to get rid of the mexicans or whatever but no hindu nationalists so they're racist everywhere in the world it isn't just the south in america and so a bunch of right-wing uber-religious Hindu nationalists got really mad about this ad because it depicted a Muslim man and a Hindu woman, which is a term that they refer to as love jihad. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, but (laughs) the the term is kind of... But like it's on the same offensiveness level as like if someone were to date you and someone were to say like, oh, they've got curry fever or yellow fever or, you know, mm-hmm. or, or if you're even more racist, jungle fever, whatever the case, like that's curry their equivalent of that term. What, what was that? Curry fever is fucking great. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. Uh, and so that they're, you know, these people were offended that they were showing the, the interfaith marriage in this ad. And so uh, they went on Indian Twitter and or it's Twitter, but we'll call it Indian Twitter. And uh, the hashtag boycott Tanish was trending for, oh. for a little while. People were really mad about this. I guess this is something that is still sort of taboo in that part of the world. Is that accurate to say? I don't exactly have my pulse on the on the my finger on the pulse of India. I, you just said you were the authority two minutes ago. I know that was tongue in cheek. <laughs> so I mean, then when real questions come up, it's like, all right, I actually don't know much. I mean, obviously there is like some tension among um, Hindus and Muslims, and India is kind of a conservative society, especially when it comes to marriage, mm-hmm. um, where there is more. I think there is more. Uh, I think there's more pressure to marry within your caste or within your within your culture um, than than we're probably used to in in America. And uh, I think the and a Hindu marrying a Muslim is even like farther outside than what I, it 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 means more coming also from that kind of conservative expectation. Yeah, um, it sounds. Pretty I really rare. don't know how like how modern like you know this is all like stuff when I used to go to India and it's like kind of like my parents' values and I don't really know how the new generation is like how modern they or not modern they are. I mean, I know a lot of like marriages, you know, of 
you know, interfaith marriages happen now. And it's, I think it's less of a big deal, but it's probably still a bigger deal than it is here. It, yeah, it's probably based on, I think you're right, generation, but I would imagine also geography. I would imagine that the, the cities, they care less, but out in the rural parts of India, they're just like, what the fuck are you doing marrying this this other brown religion? You know, like that. that's sort of the, the overall gist, I think, of that. So as the a result of this, the ad got removed. Um, and the, they put out a statement saying that the and that you know they did it because they wanted to protect the well-being of the employees, partners, and some of the staff. And I like that because they didn't apologize. They didn't apo- like because you know every time we do there's apologies in this show we talk about the fake apology. They didn't apologize. They didn't go oh sorry right wingers. They just went like hey we don't want our people to get harassed anymore so we're taking the ad down. So I I kind of like the angle of their apology as well. That's one thing to point out. Um, And there was also some backlash to the backlash. Uh, This is one of the best quotes we've ever had in this show, by the way. This uh, this person who is a politician in India named Shashi Tharoor, again, with the pronunciations, uh, he said, maybe she said, I don't even know what gender that would be. Shashi, a dude or a chick? It's a dude. It's a dude? Okay. I I have no idea. Um, And so this guy said, why don't they boycott the longest surviving symbol of Hindu-Muslim unity in the world? India. Yeah, shashi. I thought that was kind of a good burn. Um, and so th- th- this whole topic, though, I think, you know, you always say, Sandip, we like to look at the, the, the larger conversation to it. And I- I'm glad we have, we have you and Nina both here um, with us because this is something that you guys probably have had to experience that, you know, I'm a white guy. I don't deal with these kind of problems. <laughs> um, you know, you. W- 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 <laughs> which is just sort of the whole idea of, um, interfaith uh, relationships and interfaith, you know, in this case, marriage more specifically. Now, is this something that, that, that you guys have both had to deal with kind of all the time? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I come from a Muslim family, mm-hmm. even my extended family, all my cousins are Muslim, all my aunts, my uncles, everybody. And a couple of my cousins did marry outside the faith. They married, Ooh. like one of my cousins married a Puerto Rican girl, lovely woman, nice. lovely to death. you know, like a and us being like millennials, like we don't care, but like the like the higher, like the older love, like the older generation. The parents like, and the uncles Ooh. were like, "What the fuck are you doing?" That kind of thing. Yeah, everyone still attended the weddings. Like no one was like, "I'm gonna boycott the one," but there was some chatter in the background for sure mm-hmm. of just like, and like I get it. That has to be a crazy, I mean, imagine that, Sineep, a a Muslim slash Puerto Rican wedding. Like, first of all, the music and the outfits alone. That probably Yeah, it was like night and day. This this just sounds like the most (laughs) fun wedding. Two types of people. It was like. (laughs) Yeah, no, that that sounds like it's like a damn good time all around. Yeah, it was was an amazing wedding. Yeah. Um, I believe that everyone should marry whoever they want, despite whatever faith or ethnicity. But I also do understand the reservation behind it although i would never impose my opinion on someone else's life like Mm -hmm. i don't have any type of outreach for anyone who does it but a little part of me does get it um because i do see that somewhere down the line there is going to be some clashing as much as people want to say that they're fine with it it's just it's inevitable um in a perfect world that wouldn't happen but like even one of my friends, um, high school friend of mine, love him to death, married a Peruvian woman. And at nice. first she was like, I don't care. I don't like, I, I don't care 
like um, if he wants to raise our kids Muslim, blah, blah, blah. And now that his they have a daughter and she's about to start going to preschool, he wants to put her in an Islamic school and the mom is totally against it. So it's like at one point you say you don't care and that you guys are going to deal with it. But somewhere down the line, there's yeah. one side is not going to be OK with it. Now, granted, if both parties are not religious, then it becomes no one cares. But if both sides hold on to their roots and their culture, they're, they're going to clash about a lot of things. And it's like, why set yourself up for problems in the future? I think you're 100% right. And, and we actually talked about this fairly recently. I don't remember which episode it was, but we talked about this, about how like the divorce rate in this country is spiking because everyone's home with their husbands and wives this year and shit. But the thing I've noticed, because I've been to well over a dozen weddings that in my adult life, because, you know, friends friends get married and i've noticed that the ones who've gotten divorced almost all of them are people who are from drastically different backgrounds and trying yeah. to make it work and, and not i don't mean just religious i also mean sometimes class backgrounds um where someone marries someone significantly poor or even ge- geography within american backgrounds um but yeah i, I think you, you strike a really good point to where it has to be the situation where two people really just don't care that much yeah you know and especially too like and i don't know how your personal life is and i won't won't delve into it unless you know you want to talk about it but you know living in new york city for a decade no one cares in new york because we're kind of on the 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 tip of the progressive spear culturally like no one cares what color you are religion for the most part some people do but they're the vast minority where i think in a lot of other regions um, and countries, it, it still is kind of more on the forefront of people's thought, like who you're supposed to be hooking up with. And Like, you're right in terms of like New Yorkers being progressive and them not caring, mm-hmm. as long as it just stops that friendship. It be, the people, they even progressives start to care when it starts to affect how do they live their own life. Like, a New yeah. Yorker might not care to hang out with you and get a couple drinks and have a great time and even be your best friend. But that person's beliefs are not going to impose the way you live your own life. You guys have your own, but it's like once that clash comes and once that person's life and their choices start to affect your own, then it becomes, okay, this is a little too much for me. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So what you're saying is like, uh, you know, when everyone goes home at night, it's all good, but if your home is together and sometimes there's that, you have to kind of acknowledge that clash. Now, is that something you've, you've kind of run into a bunch of times? Yeah, like, listen, Phil, like, you and I could be best friends. Yeah. But if, like, if we were to be an island, like, are you going to be okay with going to the mosque every Friday? Are you going to be okay with, like, fasting during romp? Like, or you're going to have to adjust your life to fit mine in some capacity. Like, that's when it becomes, this is too much for me. Yeah, I mean, they say relationships are about compromise. And I think that you're asking people to make fairly extreme compromises in that situation. Is, and then it's I'm like really hoping that, that there is a relationship here because I do want to see Phil go to a mosque every Friday. <laughs> you know, like at first it's all love and lust and I don't care. I just want to be with you. And then it's like when yeah. the dust settles and like the honeymoon phase goes away, true people's true colors come out. Yeah. And there is kind of, I think you made a good point there with the, with the lust because there is something about the quote unquote forbidden fruit. <laughs> like, oh, and, yeah. And, yeah, there is something about like, yeah, my parents would not want me to be fucking that person. Like, hell yeah. So it's kind of hotter in the very beginning. Like there is a little bit about that um, for sure. And again, I don't know if it's something you've run into. It's certainly something I've run into. No, idea. Well, I always think it's funny when two like different, different faiths or whatever, they like, they marry each other. Cause they're like, you know, love, trumps the faith and it's really about the person and it's not mm-hmm. you know and then 
one of the fates like wants the other person to convert to their yeah. thing and do yeah. their shit. It's like, wait a minute, what happened? It doesn't matter then. Why didn't you just marry someone in your own faith? Then the other person's like, I don't want to do that. And then, then it becomes an issue. Mm-hmm. It's uh, only going to work if both parties don't care. Right. Yeah. Or I, I guess maybe if one party really doesn't care either, I, I guess. I mean, I, like I, I, I don't know. Even if the one party doesn't care and they do everything to make that person happy, it becomes you're only doing this to make me happy now because you really want, you know, like even then there's, it's a problem. Yeah. No. So that is definitely something. Now, now, Sandeep, you're now you're technically, I think, Hindu right through your family, but you don't practice or care that much, do you? Right. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously, Nita, you're 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 somebody who seems like you do for the most part care because I I, yeah. I would assume based on the l- small amount that I know about you I'm I'm a bad Muslim but I definitely believe in it and I try <laughs> to be good um I'm not the best especially when I'm bored um but <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely know you mean believe, by that I definitely believe in Islam I definitely practice it um and listen I don't judge anybody for their religious beliefs I don't care if you believe in Casper as your god like <laughs> but am I gonna want to invite that into my life like no like it's just i don't judge i don't think i'm better than anybody i don't like but like i'll be your friend and you could be part of my life in a very close capacity but i'm not going to want to marry someone who doesn't have similar beliefs as me it's just so you know there is um there's a thing that there's a joke among a lot of my friends who are of different faiths where, where they 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 try to hook up with people from different backgrounds but then at the end of the day they're like yeah we're we're going to settle down with this type of person yeah, who's from my, I mean, so yeah, it's interesting to see that that's how a lot of people, especially in, in like the progressive areas, like New York kind of live their lives. A lot of fetish going on. Yeah. Now, do you run into that too? No. Okay. How long do we have? Um, oh God. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so I was so th- no idea. So no, are people. It's nuts. We're a little off topic, but I kind of want to ask about this because it's interesting to me. And then do people like open with that? Do they just message you like, I've always wanted to get with a girl who's wearing a, um, that's called a hijab, right? By the yeah, way. Listen, okay. and yeah, listen, I'm actually in the middle of writing a joke about this. Oh, so God. I'm just going to like break it, break down the premise and where I got the idea from. Listen, yeah, I am, am I confident? Sure. Do I think I'm, I'm pretty? Yeah. Do I think I'm Beyonce? No. Like, I think I'm a normal, like I'm not a troll, but I also don't think I'm a America's Next Top Model, but if you would see the way that I get treated by men, you would think I was literally Kylie Jenner. Like it's crazy, and it's it's a fetish thing. I don't I don't I don't get it happy about it. it. Doesn't like boost my ego. It actually makes me like annoyed that it's like you don't really like me for me. You just you're like intrigued by the way I look. Yeah, you're trying to check off a box on your exactly. Uh, it's yeah, it's, like, it's a total fetish thing. Um. Like, there's no reason why, like, I should be in a group of girls and there's my friends have their titties hanging out and, like, every guy's trying to talk to me. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, like, you're just, you're, you're, it's an ego thing because, like, they look at me and they're like, oh, she's hard to get. It's like a challenge. It's, it, yeah, it's what we were talking about. It's like the forbidden yeah, kind of so thing. So I shut that shit down real quick. Um, but it's crazy. Like, after shows, after open mics, DMs, Blue, like accounts that are that have a blue check mark dming me and it's like oh you could you could ruin some careers is what you're saying <laughs> funny story so here's oh, are, are we about to out somebody on this show are we about to ruin a career <laughs> yeah because gossip blogs already posted about it so i don't care to talk about it okay 
So the other day, um, Godfrey and I went to dinner. It's not quite Chris, somebody big. It's not like Chris D'Elia or somebody. Is no, it? no. It's, it's somebody big that I didn't know that they were big. Um, like, so um, I went out to dinner with Godfrey the other night and I went on his IG live on his phone. Mm-hmm. So I was just like talking shit to his fans and stuff. And then um, some account, I'm not going to say who the name is, but I'm sure you guys already heard about it. Mm-hmm. And they were like, they commented and they were just like, oh, like, beautiful queen blah, blah blah you know all that bullshit so all the comments are like go live with her go live with her so he went on live with me and I accepted and I was just talking shit and he was like and I was like oh stranger danger and all this stuff so I ended up hanging up right apparently he's like an old school hip-hop guy that's like has a million followers and then all these gossip blogs like commented like blank shoots his shot and misses with young Muslim comic and like someone screen grabbed the live and like posted it and then that is awesome like, pretty Muslim woman rejects hip-hop mogul and like all these things and it's like I don't think that hip-hop mogul likes me for me I think it was like oh a hijabi bitch on Godfrey's live let me try to like slide in her DM yeah I haven't had one of those yet dog exactly um so you know let me ask you let's expand this question a little bit because I'll loop it back to the original topic which is the uh the love jihad now when it comes to like interfaith dating and relationships now because what this is, one of these people actually, um, one of the, the right-wing people asked, uh, and I'm going to fuck this name up too, somebody whose name it appears to be Kemchand Sharma from the Bharatiya Janata Party, which is like a Hindu right-wing nationalist party. Um, they <laughs> Was I remotely close with any of those pronunciations, Sandeep? Uh, that that was get, that was getting a little further afield. It's you can just say the BJP. That's what they go by. It's kind of like they the, call the themselves the India. BJP and expect to be taken seriously. And the <laughs> BJs in their title. Are you fucking serious? I never thought of it like that. But yes, <laughs> they're the blowjob party. Like, how do you how do you how do you um um the look at that I and think of. anything else? Anyway, so he said, uh, why don't you show a Muslim daughter-in-law with your ads with a Hindu family? And so the question I want to ask, which relates to what you just said and relates to this overall topic is, do you feel like all of the dudes who are from a similar background to you, if they would see you with a dude from somebody from a different background, they think that you're like breaking some kind of rule? Like, oh, that's one of ours. How do you, how dare you get with her kind of yeah. thing? Is it, So it's a little bit of that, like kind of like that, for lack of a better term, like a, like a ownership, maybe like a wannabe yeah, ownership sure. over a woman in your cup. Co- so yeah, is that something you deal with? Absolutely. Um, it just so happens that a lot of my friends that I hang out with are black. Um, I, I didn't like choose this. It kind of just happened. I didn't like, um, but like, I'm not, the coolest. they're cooler than white. Yeah. People. I've openly said that for years, but yeah. Anyway. Um, like I'm, I'm around Godfrey a lot. I post with him and like things like that. And so one time some Arab dude, like, um, DM'd me and I didn't answer. He was like, oh, hey, beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And then like, I had posted like a, a picture of me and Godfrey on like an IG live thing. And then he re- he chatted that picture and was like, oh, I know why you didn't answer me. It's because you only like black guys. Oh, shit. And it's like, yeah. Um, I'm still not going to answer you. But, <laughs> um, you know, things like, it's just, yeah, Arab dudes. I think it's every ethnicity that like the, the really like radical people in their ethnic group like think that their women belong to only them um same with women i know a lot of arab women when arab guys marry outside of our ethnicity they feel some type of way um the black community is like that too i think it's any anybody except white people honestly just really are yeah no it's true because white people you know we 
whenever I see some some uh, dude with like a, a white girl, I'm just like, she's your problem now, motherfucker. You know, like that's <laughs> that, that's kind of our attitude when it comes to that sort of thing. Um, you know, and so yeah, that's that's a good point. It really is. I guess that's part of white privilege that we we also don't have to worry about uh, um, dating and being accepted interracially when it comes to dating. Because I'm I'm fairly certain, and this might just be the cocky Connecticut dude in me, but like. I'm fairly certain that if, if a woman of another race brought me home to her parents, they'd be more intrigued than upset. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas like you're, you're, do you now, have you ever been in that situation where someone tried to introduce you to their friends and family and like, you just 100% were just rejected and you had to kind of deal with that? Or do you, do you do, you do your best to avoid those situations? I just avoid situations okay. like that. Like, I okay. just, like I've had people from like out, like non-Muslims or non-Arabs, like, try to date and I'm like you you don't want this problem <laughs> my parents are gonna hate you your parents will probably hate like it's just not let's just not even go that down that path because I know I know what the, I'm not I'm very realistic um I'm not gonna like just hope that like our love will like surpass transcend yeah like, my parents are going to hate you. There is hope for the future yeah. though because yeah, Phil, so don't despair don't despair about white privilege if you came home to Nina's family, they would hate you just the same, yeah. you know, just the same as Probably. any other race that's not Muslim. You know that that it'd be fun to feel oppressed for one dinner, but uh, yeah. it, like, <laughs> it, it, well, no, let me let me say though, there is possibly some hope for the future though. Because I don't know how old you are. I'm not going to ask you obviously right now, but Sandeep is slightly older than me, and he used to say that his mom used to always want uh, an Indian girl specifically, but now that he's getting a little older, she's willing to settle for something different. So do you, oh. do you think over time your parents and your 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 at this um, point they're like if, you, if you're if I bring home a man they're fine with it like are you just can you bring someone home farm animals small children just just bring something yeah but do you feel over time that, that 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 sort of um, that the grip is kind of loosening on your sort of inner circle do you think that's something that you maybe or not really well getting married young in the Arab world is still very like relevant like both my sisters were married before twenty six like. So I'm, I'm turning 27. So my parents are just like, okay, like, you know, when we were younger, you're like, they're like, you're marrying a Palestinian. And then like my one sister got knocked off and they're like, okay, we could open to like, you know, Jordanian, Egyptian, like countries within the, the realm of Brown in the desert. And it's yeah, still my, fine. Yeah. <laughs> my second sister got knocked off. Boom. I'm the third and final one. I'm the youngest also. Now I'm turning 27. My parents were like, you know, as long as he's Muslim, like <laughs> he doesn't have to be Arab, but so they're definitely like loosening their their criteria a bit. Yeah, still got the they're still holding on to the Muslim thing. Yeah, then wait till you're sure. thirty. Then it, that's gonna that's yeah. gonna slide a little too. That's when they're not, like, you know. yeah, they'll expand it. They'll be like, look, um, he can be from you know Tunisia or you know, and then when you're like thirty five, it'll be yeah, it'll be like India. Just a, fine, Jewish woman, just bring home a Jewish woman. We yeah. don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my parents are waiting to marry me off. I'm like, you're gonna be disappointed because I'm not even texting somebody. So <laughs> well, the, thing, the thing too, uh, I'm happy to hear that you, you don't have all that much pressure. Cause I actually, um, I heard a story of a, a friend of a friend years ago, and I don't know if you've experienced it to this extreme, but apparently, um, there was a girl I knew in Brooklyn, smoking hot Muslim girl. She was really, really nice. Um, like smart, you know, went to college here and, you know, had a job at a museum, this badass chick. And, uh, apparently she got like a phone call one day from like one of her aunts saying like oh yeah we brought like a binder of all the women in our family to this dude and he picked you out of the binder so now you have to fly to pakistan and marry this dude and she's like uh no the fuck i don't 
Did she end up marrying him? No, hell no. Oh, she okay. was like, no, the family was like, like the whole family kept like pressuring her. Like, oh no, no, he like chose you. You have to go do this now. So it looks like you're not from quite that extreme of a background. No, my parents, my parents are cool. Um, they just, they're old school. So they, they think that the best life is to like get married and settle. Like they, it's cause they want what they think is best for me. It's not because like, there's no like yeah, family yeah. pressure. Like they don't care about that stuff. They just like, Oh my God, Nina, like you live alone. Like, don't you want someone like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> it's great living alone. Like they, they can't fathom that the fact that I'm happy this way, like they just think it's bizarre. I'm kind of in the same boat because I'm I'm from a small town um, in America and small town America. If you're above the age of like 20 and you're not on the marriage track or married, people are looking at you like you're like insane or whatever. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's people I went to high school with who are certain that I'm like gay or something because I didn't get married when I was 20 like they did. Yeah. Um, so I, I relate to that a little bit, but obviously your situation is a little different. Um, as far as the um, this story with the Indian um, jewelry goes um now we, we always do the the quote-unquote official verdict here I, I have to say that the outrage over this ad is completely fucking ridiculous yeah um I, I really and maybe that's just the you know progressive new yorker american in me talking but it's it's like really you're gonna get upset that a fictional couple <laughs> from a fucking ad doesn't look exactly the way you want them to like fuck off uh, so this this outrage I, I think is not only is it fake outrage but i think this is like fuck your outrage like this kind of makes me like want to go tell somebody off on top of it uh sandy how do you feel about this overall it was I, legit I especially fake. loved the quote that phil you read by yogi adiyanath of the bjp who was no it was ken was like, sharma oh yeah 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 that guy yeah yeah kemchad sharma who was like why don't you show a Muslim daughter-in-law in your ads with a Hindu family? He's like, wait a minute. I'm going to double down on the obvious um, racism <laughs> yeah. to say, well, and to just throw in a sexism comment too. Like, no, no. See, you're like, show, you're like making the Muslim, <laughs> you're making the Hindu girl marry the Muslim. That's the problem here. Well, and and that's what I mean about, that's why I asked um, Nina about the, the whole like ownership of the whole entire female gender in that culture. You know, because that's kind of because right. that right there, that's the gender equivalent of the, the American right winger who's like, well, what about all the white people who get shot by the cops? It's like, dude, you're not acknowledging the problem. Yeah. <laughs> you're just pointing out something else. Like, um, the original complaint is racist. Or yeah. I guess, I don't know. Is it religiousist? Is that, are we using racist to mean religiousist? Um, I think so. I guess, I mean, you could say. It's the same race, right? Hindus and Muslims in India are the same race. Are they not? What do I've always, I've I guess always it would be, it would this. be, it's a different kind of bigotry. Um, it's, yeah. it's religious hatred. It, it, I mean, it's some bigoted, people. The whole premise is bigoted already. Like, why yeah. are you getting upset at a fake? But then he throws in some sexism too. Like, wait, hold on, hold on. We're not, I'm not done with the, uh. Uh, I, I, I gotta, I gotta one up this to just, and then why don't, why don't I just add a sexist comment in here too? So yeah, I think the whole thing's fake outrage. All right. Nina, what do you think overall about this? Ridiculous outrage. Yes. Um, I get it. Like they're probably upset because it's, they're trying to like normalize this. Like, ah, like the youth, you're brainwashing them. Um, <laughs> like I said, I, I just think people should normalize letting people live the life that they choose to live so i think anyone who was like outraged by this is just fucking crazy and needs to just get a hobby because i never sit around and like get upset over how someone else lives their life like i have my own shitty life to deal with <laughs> yeah no, i know that's a good point and, and you know this this the only thing that i 
my brain compared this to when I read this is whenever they change the race of like a fictional comic book character in like the next upcoming movie, there's always a group of idiots that get mad. This is kind of what it, what it feels like to me from the outside, because it's like, this is mostly, yes, they're depicting something that could happen in real life, but it's a TV ad. It's actually fake. Like it's, it's yeah. fictional it's people. cartoon. Yeah. People and, and people are, people are getting literally outraged over fictional, fictional people i don't know it's so yeah fake outrage in that one three for three uh certainly uh sandeep i think we're gonna get something slightly uh lighter hearted now is that right uh yes yeah, so the story comes to us from uh from spain where uh, a horse and jockey team had just won the mallorca grand prix and then the jockey filmed a video of him pouring a bottle of champagne into the horse's mouth uh <laughs> and then he pours a little of champagne on the head and kisses the horse and as a cloud claps and cheers in the background, this caused outrage amongst some animal rights activists. The uh, Balearic Islands Animal Association said, this idiot made the winning horse, Helen Linarix. That was the name of the horse, Helen Linarix. Uh, drink I'm a bottle of champagne. fucking up names on the show today. Yeah. And then they lodged a complaint with the authorities. Um, in the story, in the in the in the article, it said the horse attempts to pull his head away. But I saw the video. The horse did not seem to be pulling his head away. He was drinking the champagne actively, like the horse is taking right. gulps. You know, he could just not like he could just like spit out the champagne or not gulped <laughs> it down. But the horse is gulping it down. The horse seems to he doesn't seem to be any. In, in, he's any partying distress. too. He's down. Yeah, that horse, you know, trained harder to win that race. You know, he's trying to let off some steam. Um, he's got a cigar on the other side of his mouth, and uh, he seems to be living it up. <laughs> You know, I got to say, uh, a human, all we have to do to get some champagne is go to the store and buy it. That horse had to literally win a championship. It's, uh, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's not fair to that horse. Um, yeah, so the people that are mad are animal rights people. Is that is that right? Yeah, that was the outrage. Okay. I, um, you know, maybe making a horse run the race and... I could see more outrage with there, but you know, yeah. congratulate the horse with some champagne. Yeah, everything leading up to that, where you have the horse only breed with other high high bred horses, <laughs> right? Where where you uh, have to have it train and eat certain foods and cart yeah, it around it's the country. Injury, if it runs and if it like breaks a leg, then it turns into glue. Like all that other shit seems more worse than yeah, uh, than, than the giving a little than the crystal horse, you know. <laughs> What, you know, then taking it so celebrating to the club, you know, where it gets uh, other horse bitches to, you know, at the VIP section. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta say that of all, yeah, you're right. Of all the things to do to a horse, um, and ter- definitely that's uh, low on the totem pole. Also, too, in the moment, I would feel like there's not much of a of a like there's not malicious intent like the guy won a championship with his horse he's excited he loves his horse he's kissing it it almost feels to me as if he wanted to share the moment with his horse Mm -hmm. does that make sense it did and uh i thought it went a little far when they when he took him to his room afterwards but um (laughs) but at least the kiss seemed seemed pretty pretty innocent i mean as long as it's consensual the horse seems loving too right Uh, i don't know I don't know where we're going with that. Nino, how do you feel about any of this? Um, depending on, I think, like, if the champagne is going to, like, fuck up the horse's digestive system. And, mm. like, that's, like, okay, I get it. Like, you're harming a horse. Like, it's unnecessary, whatever. But it's, like, I would you would need to find, like, a vet to, like, answer this question. Like, if the champagne is not going to do anything, mind you, a horse is probably, what, 2,000 pounds? Like, 
I don't think a little champagne is going to do anything. Again, I, this is my opinion. I, there's no facts behind what I'm about to say. So <laughs> Peter, don't come after me. Champagne <laughs> might be poisoned to a horse. I don't know, but I don't think it is. There's, I think like groups like this should like pick and choose their battles. Um, something like SeaWorld. That's very problematic. Yeah. Maybe your use your efforts to shut that down. Um, things like that. Maybe like these wet markets that are causing world viruses and causing certain animals to go extinct, like monkeys, like maybe try to focus your energy on that. But like a guy who clearly treats his horse, right. He loves the horse. It's probably well-groomed to like try to get this guy canceled is like, pick your battles. I don't, you know, that's a good goddamn point. Actually. I didn't think of that. Cause when you compare the life of a a sea world, uh, whale or dolphin or whatever to the life of a purebred racehorse. Obviously, probably gets purebred, treated better than humans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It gets probably higher grade food, high in protein or whatever horses need. I don't, again, I, I'm not a vet either. Get groomed. Yeah. Yeah, um, you only hang out with the other rich people's horses. You know, you probably live, you don't live in shitty Orlando. You probably live out in like Kentucky or Tennessee like with lots of land. Rome and like, <laughs> yeah. again, I don't know if, if champagne's bad for a horse. If that's the case, then like, yeah, I, I think that that would be where it definitely hinges for me too. I didn't think of that until you just said it, but you're right. Like, if there is long-term damage to the animal, then. Now, if you're like giving the the horse like whiskey instead of water, like <laughs> in a huge bucket, like that's probably fucked up. But like a dash of champagne, I don't think is going to do anything to a horse who's huge. Yeah, I mean, no. it, was, it was a whole bottle, but I think the point is that he as long as you don't give the, the horse a bottle, hangover. Oh yeah, he chugged the whole bottle. As long as there's no hangover, at least you give the horse some coffee the next day, you know. Some, but even uh, a whole <laughs> bottle, like a human could chug a bottle of champagne and be fine. Yeah, right. A exactly. Human stomach is this is what percentage of like a horse's? Uh, so you think you're right, and I think that it's it's you're right. A horse is a much bigger creature, um, so it almost it's almost like a symbolic thing because the odds of it damaging yeah. the animal. And again, I don't know anything about that whole world at all. Um, but yeah, assuming that there's no damage, I, I can't really get that worked up about this just because I, like yeah. I said, I think it's a dude who is just excited. He was in the moment and he spent a lot of time with that horse to make it awesome. And, and he won, he was excited and loved his probably, I'm assuming loved the horse and wanted yeah. it to party too, I, I guess. Yeah. I because know. these kind of people love their pets more oh, than yeah. humans. So I doubt he had any malicious intent. Um, just pick your battles, people. Little things like this don't really matter. That that should be our new slogan for this show. Pick your battles, people. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Sandy, what do you think overall? Yeah, I'm going to go fake outrage. All right. All right. So, three for three fake outrage. Oh, you know, I actually forgot to um, mention this before I, when I was DMing you. But uh, this, so we get to the last part of the show where we close. We always ask our guests. So, Nina Karufa, is there anything you are currently outraged about that you want to let some steam off on? I am outraged at the cost of dent- of cosmetic dentistry, like dental work in America. Okay, that's Crazy. a good one. Yeah, well, any any plastic surgery or cosmetic surgery is very expensive. Um, I mean, I have to go get something done tomorrow. Um, I have to go, I'm getting some pain and I know it's going to be at least $300. Like I know that dental work is not cheap. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're, you're, you know, is there something that brought this on? Like, why are you specifically bad about that? Because I have great health insurance from my day job mm-hmm. and it includes dental, but what I want to do is considered cosmetic. So there's no type of coverage for it. And basically what I want to do is I want dental bonding, which is a step lower than veneers. Um, because I already have like semi straight teeth. 
So mm-hmm. bonding is for people who have already okay teeth um, and don't need their entire mouth ripped out and mm-hmm. like porcelain stuff filled in. I just want my teeth like filled in a little bit more and just a little more straighter and whiter. And it's about 300 bucks a tooth. And then it's like, you can't only do a couple because they're going to look crazy. So you have to do like your top six and then your bottom six. And it's like, it's thousands of dollars when you add it up. Um, whereas like I looked it up in Turkey who have some of the best dentists in the world for like 500 bucks mm-hmm. for whole mouth. No, medical tourism is a huge thing. Um, I know a lot about that stuff actually, weirdly enough, but yeah, I, whatever, whatever city in America figures out how to get the cost down and do medical tourism will be the biggest city in the country in terms of just bringing in economic dollars. Cause like the, disp- I know about a lot of this stuff and it's, um, and by the way, it's not just medical tourism. It's all kinds of stuff. People go to other countries for to where you can like stay in like a badass hotel and get like a nice flight and it's still cheaper to go and get I'm, this stuff done elsewhere. I'm highly considering going to Turkey for a couple of days, getting my teeth done and coming back flight hotel. Plus the cost of the, of the, like the, the procedure mm-hmm. still less than half of what I would pay out of like a top dentist in Manhattan. And, and yeah, nice. no, and it, you can meet your future husband according to your parents. Cause they can, they've now widened their radius to Turkey. Exactly. <laughs> That's actually a great outrage. I like that outrage. We've, we haven't had that one yet before. Why point. is it? Why is it $10,000? Medical costs suck. Now actually Sandy, you're, you're a doctor. Uh, why? You know, why Are you is a that? dentist? No, he's no. not a dentist. He's oh. a psychiatrist. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, so let me ask you, because you, you deal with this sort of I can of ask you stuff. why you feel like you need to improve your teeth. Uh, why is your self-esteem uh, <laughs> at any way tied to your teeth? And I can save you. That's where you have to go. You have to see a therapist that's covered by insurance. who will say you don't. You because don't my face teeth. is all I got. So <laughs> I'm I kidding around. I'm kidding around. No. Well, wait, it's, wait, it's all it's all you're allowed to show. Uh, so, no, actually, Sandy, but that's a question for you because you you deal with like insurance and paperwork. Why does why do things in America literally cost like forty times more to get cosmetic surgery done? Well, in America? part of the reason of this is like is because it's cosmetic. They, you know, no one, no insurance company is going to cover it. They won't, you know, they'll they get out. They got to get out of covering anything that's you know not quote unquote medical or, or cosmetic. So then the, the, that's why dentists can clean up because they can just don't have to deal with insurance. They can just take straight cash on me. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. But, uh, I, I, but yeah, it's a mess. We need to, we need to reform healthcare, <laughs> but unfortunately I don't know of cosmetic dentistry. <laughs> there's a lot to reform before they get down to. to there's any dentist dentistry. listening and wants to sponsor my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me up. Yeah, she'll, she'll shout you out in her next children's book. Uh, all right, so. I will write a book about you, please. <laughs> all right. I like that. Uh, that that's, a, that's a really good outrage, really specific. Um, great place to end. Um, so you can you can email us and show us pictures of your teeth at thefakeoutrageport at gmail.com. I'm on the, the grams at fucking Phil, which is spelled with a PH and an underscore there. Uh, Sandeep Send Comic is where you can yell at the brown guy on the show. If you have 30 seconds of your life, definitely give us a uh, five-star review on the uh, iTunes. Helps us out. I know it sounds kind of crazy, but, you know, definitely that'd be great. Thank you. Um, and you can find Nina Karufa online at... Nina Karufa. How do you spell that? So if you search up N-I-N-A-K-H-A, I'm the first one that pops up. There we go. Nina Karufa. She's a good follow on the grams. I will say that. A lot lot of unique stuff right there. Um, So definitely check that out. And if you have a child, buy them a copy of I'm a Princess too. On Amazon. Yes. Um, But before we go, as always, Sandeep Sen, 
Any parting thoughts? Uh, you know, more outrage was caused after the horse drank champagne when he decided to marry another horse of a different religion. And uh, that really upset the animal rights activists. <laughs> <laughs> nice.